1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of a brand new league season in Scotland. Stephen Gerrard's happy to launch Rangers title defence with the squad he has as he awaits Alfredo Morelos' return. Celtic are looking forward to welcoming some experienced players after the aftermath of Wednesday's disappointment and Aberdeen and Hibs both make it through to the next stage of European qualification. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me in the studio this evening, Kilmarnock's flying veteran winger Chris Burke and Scott Daily Mail's chief football writer Stephen McGowan Stephen a new season Round again Where are we In Scottish football Ahead of this one The football is back The fans are back And that's the big story The fans are coming back And my god How we've missed them I don't care what anyone says Football without fans Has been lousy Absolutely 16 months without A full capacity And it looks as if Now we're We're getting there Aren't we Gordon I was asking you this in the office I hoped you would know the answer by now What is this new season number? Are we at, are we at I 20 you yet? you gave me the answer And do, I do had to think calculate it, 20? it It was 20, yeah I'm, I'm saying 17 was when I first started So It's not a bad innings 37 Now, are you, are you as enthusiastic about a new season as you were 20 years ago? You know what? I'm probably more f- enthusiastic Because yeah. as you get older You have to appreciate things more You don't know how long it's going to last So Yes, the answer to that He's an inspiration, Stephen McGowan I really wish I could say the same <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been in writing? 20, you were telling me Oh, uh, well, well, Longer well, than that We'll fudge over that, thanks very much Right, 01419511025 is the number It is a brand new season This is the for the next couple of hours Anything is possible You can dream big You can aim wherever you want And we save the fallouts And the doom and gloom until tomorrow afternoon Or maybe not Maybe the European qualification campaigns Brought that around uh, A little bit earlier For some of you But whatever is on your mind 01419511025 Chris Burke And Stephen McGowan Would love to talk to you I think You know Most of the big talking points Out there The managers all looking forward To the new season Stephen Gerrard Talking about his squad They of course Begin their title defence Against Livingston tomorrow For Celtic All the debates already Raging Following the Michelin disappointment Trying to get new signings in a lot of finger pointing about where it's been going wrong Ange Postacoglu spoke again today And Aberdeen and Hibs, like we said, both successful in European qualification But everyone in action over the weekend So no matter what team you support You've got no excuse 0141-951-1025 Pick up the phone And let us know what is on your mind On the pitch, Stephen You obviously mentioned the fans And that is the big talking point Where are we on the pitch then? If you could sum, all, sum it all up in terms of what we're looking forward to I think we're looking forward to a season, in my opinion, where Rangers will be looking to assert their dominance, complete dominance over the Scottish football, over the game. Um, I think Stephen Gerrard's cup record has obviously left something to be desired, so that's something he's really going to want to correct this season. And I think most people would agree Rangers have an outstanding opportunity to do that. Celtic have not exactly hit the ground running. That was never going to be plausible under the time frame Ange Postacoglu had. After that, you're looking at Aberdeen, you're looking at Hibs again, I think, vying for third. Hearts are going to be interesting. I mean, we talk about the pressure Ange Postacoglu on Saturday night, but Robbie Nielsen has that as well because Hearts fans have been pretty vocal in their opposition to the way Hearts have played in the Championship. And I think if Hearts don't get something against a fairly understrength Celtic team, I think Robbie Nielsen will come under early pressure. And then you get into the relegation battle where you're looking at two Dundee teams, you're looking at Livingston, you, you know, you're looking at 
all kinds of teams scrappy for their future. But I'll tell you, there's one, one thing which I think people haven't quite caught on to. This is the first time in 16 years, since 2004, 2005, we've had Glasgow, Edinburgh mm-hmm. and indeed Arby's. Yeah. And that really is going to eliminate the season, I think. Yeah, there's a lot to look forward to, Chris, because... You can say what you like about quality and other things that we debate all day long But Scottish football never disappoints on drama It never disappoints in controversy and storylines And they're all there, as Stephen says Look at the big derbies You've got Rangers having won the title Can they do it again? Such a summer of change at Celtic You've got new managers in in Thomas Courts and Malky Mm -hmm. Mackay There is just so much going on to look forward to this season And that's why people call up They're so passionate about the Scottish game um, unfortunately, I was I was part of the, the drama of last year when we're talking about there's more derbies in the in the top flight now. Albeit as we have to, you know, be the downfall of that. But it will be a great season. I'm not. I'm, I'm sure of it. Again, Rangers are a team that look as if they're unstoppable. Still, they're adding to their to their the group that was already strong. The question is, is can Steven Gerrard win more just than the, the title? Um, I think that will be something you'll want to highlight is to make sure that he gets a cup competition um, on his CV at, at Rangers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I think it will be excellent. All the drama to come, eh, Gordon. Come on then, 01419511025. Whether it's your hopes and dreams and aspirations and expectations for the season ahead, or whether it's reflecting on the big news stories of the day or the week, whatever you want, pick up the phone. Stephen McGowan and Chris Burke and myself would be absolutely delighted to speak to you. Let's bring in Dominic, who's a Rangers fan from East Kilbride. What's your point tonight, Dominic? Hi, Gordon. Good to have you back after your summer break. Thank you very much. Good to be here. I've missed you. As always, eh. Good evening, Chris Green and Stephen. Hey, uh, <coughs> a couple of quick points, please, Gordon. Um, first one, it was to do. It was interesting to listen to Stephen Gerard's press conference uh, today, this morning, about Morelos saying that he'll be back next week. But I've got a. Is there something the, the producer? I was. I, I think it could be a funny one with this if he does. If, he, if he's back or not, because I think he might be away. I'll tell you what, let, let's play that clip I'm going to let you hear what Stephen Gerrard had to say In his press conference this morning He you know, he says he's in no rush to add to his Rangers squad He does wait on Alfredo Morelos returning He's in quarantine after coming back from an extended break Following the Copa America And overall, though, the manager's excited about what he's got to work with I think ch- things have slightly changed um, You know, with the real change of only being allowed um, Six outfield subs now And um, obviously one goalie that's obviously too shy from last year in terms of the domestic. It's slightly different from a European point of view because you can name 12 subs. So it's something with this discussion at the moment. I'm really happy with the squad at the moment, what we've got in the door. Obviously, there's people to, to come back into the squad. Ryan Jack has trained with the group now for, for two, three days, and he's had no issues. Um, he's got one more appointment in about 10 days' time for the full green light to go into... Um, aerial challenges and, and full throttle football so that, that's going to be like a new signing to us hopefully in 10 days as well Alfredo obviously once he's followed the government guidelines um, and, and the COVID situation he'll join the group uh, sometime next week so the squad's really strong um, as, as it stands um, if, if there's not a need to add to it I won't do it um, but it's something that we'll We'll, we'll consider in the coming weeks and, and we'll see how we start the season. We'll see how the qualifiers go. It might be something that we come to at the back end of the window. That was Stephen Gerrard speaking at his press conference today. Dominic, what is it in that that makes you think 
Alfredo Morelos is is not going to play for Rangers again. The manager was just saying he's you know he's following the the guidelines and he'll he'll join up with the group after that. I've been I've been I've been put it that way, Gordon, about saying that he won't get about again. Um, I would say that it's just because he's see look every week, week well every sorry every season he's been linked with moves away and all this, but I think this could be a season that the board might just go that right. He's Head's no all there Because look at Edward against When they were playing Mitchell and John the week His head wasn't there You could tell that Right for the minute They kicked the ball um, I just think Morelos possibly If he's wanting away Then let him go If, the, if he's right I, I, I've lost count of how many Transfer windows we, We've had this discussion Chris mm-hmm. But that's what happens Surrounding good players Everybody knows that at some point They want to move on Is this the time Or, or will, we, will we revisit this in January? Well <laughs> What does Dominic think? I think, you know, there's going to be a time where they probably will sell Morelos. Um, is this a perfect time? Probably. Um, obviously, there's been noise in the past from him that he maybe wants to go. I think Porto is one that's made your interest, but that's went a little bit quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, usually, when a number nine's been targeted, it's the back end of the transfer window, so it's late. Um, how much can you get from it? I know Rangers have spoken in the past about they maybe have to sell one or two to to balance the funds. But if Morelos goes, can Rangers still win the title and go for the cup competitions? Because they've got Defoe, Eaton, Roof and Sakala now. So would the Rangers fans be happy if Morelos gets sold and as Stephen Gerrard says he's unsure that he might add to the squad and I just want to know what Dominic would think of that well it's a, it's a valid point um, for me he's still the number one striker I, I would put him ahead in the first team ahead of the likes of the names you mentioned but look I, I, would, I would have him for another season but as you know the, if he get offered a new contract would they sign it probably not because Obviously, money talks. You know that yourself. But I think he's wanting away. To be honest, Stephen, what do you think this time around? I think Dominic really mentioned a very interesting point there about the contrast or the comparison with Edward Celtic. I mean, the two of them look as if they don't especially want to be in Glasgow any longer. Look, we have to be realistic about this. Every overseas player reaches. His shelf life when he decides it's time to go and try new pastures and go and possibly earn more money somewhere else in one of the bigger leagues. Um, I think what's different is that if you look at Rangers, as Chris alluded to there, they have Sakala, they have Roof, they have Eaton, they have Defoe. If Celtic lose Edward, they have Griffiths and they have Ayeti, neither of whom are exactly pulling up mm. trees at the moment. So Rangers can afford to lose Alfredo Morelos. But I think it is important for Rangers' point of view that they get a fee which sets down a marker for the future. They've seen Celtic getting big fees for players like Kieran Tierney and even 11, 11.5 million for, for Jeremy Fingpong. I think Rangers really need to get something in the region of 18 to 20 million for Morelos to really lay down a marker and say, that's the kind of club mm-hmm. we are now, that's the level we're at, and really say we are not going to sell players at all on the cheap. And that, I suspect, will refer to... A reply to Glenn Kamara as well Who's the other one who's interested mm. in this summer as well I think uh, Dominic how does it feel to be going into the new season As champions Does it does it feel different What are your, your hopes and, and dreams for the season ahead um, I'm hoping Gordon Very good Success, Excuse me Successful season last season um, 
just a shame about the two cup competitions that we've mentioned. But I know I think got nothing to be be worried about with Celtic because they are been woeful. They've also continued the last season just um, on the signing fronts. Manager reminds me of exactly when we were in the states with Pedro Cucinha. He reminds me of Pedro Cucinha. So um, I think she's for me. If we get the Champions League group stages um, and maybe one of the cups in the league, then that would be a very good season for us. Brilliant, thank you, Dominic. What does success look like for your team this season? You, any team, every team. Let's hear them all. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Martin is just along the road in Clyde Bank. He's a Celtic fan. It's the eve of the new season, Martin, but I suspect you're possibly a little bit more interested in the aftermath of, of Wednesday night still at this stage. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, Wednesday night, obviously a disaster for the club, but what can you expect? I'd say that defence that was out is probably the worst defence I've seen in Celtic in arguably the last 25 years. I mean, it's full of youth players, and for example, Anthony Ralston was out in Lawn at St Johnston, who really, in my opinion, isn't really good enough to be at the club. But this comes from the board for last season. We had arguably four players who were on loan, who were all on a first team. Now, the guys go. There's no backup plan to replace them. And look at the state of where it's left the team, and where it's left us out of Europe, uh, sorry, at the Champions League again. Might be lucky to qualify for the Europa League. And maybe even lucky to finish second. And that comes down to the board not signing replacements, selling players for high, high top money, and just not bringing anybody else in. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to those guys the other night, in isolation, they actually did okay. So I, I don't think we should sort of single them out for unfair criticism. But the wider point remains, Stephen. It's been the dominant story all week. You summed it up brilliantly in, in your column in the Scottish Daily Mail this morning. What, what is happening at Celtic? It just feels like the chickens are coming home to roost. I mean, I said, Dominic McKay, the new chief executive, speaks often about modernisation. And Celtic had the perfect opportunity to modernise when they were bestriding the Scottish game, winning title after title and treble after treble. That was a time where they had the breathing space and the money in the bank from Champions League campaigns under Brendan Rodgers to go and actually invest in the club, in the infrastructure. You know, to get a director of football in who would set an identity and an ethos, to maybe look at new technologies, to analyt- analytics and data like clubs like, like Mitchelland and Brentford have done. And for whatever reason, they didn't do it. And I think when they stood still, I think convincing themselves that because they were winning titles and trophies, they were doing fine. And let's be honest, at the time, probably when we didn't challenge them hard enough on that, football was passing them by. And Celtic now are paying a really heavy price for that. Um, but, you know, there are some recurring themes, if you remember. The John McGinn fiasco really caused ripples. Brendan Rodgers was very unhappy. You would have thought they would have learned something from that, but it does feel as if every year the vital key cornerstone signings are made after the qualifiers. And you just wonder when the day will come when Celtic experiment with a new signing policy of signing actual central defenders to play in central defence for the biggest games of their season. It's hardly radical, it's fairly sensible, it's fairly normal, but it never seems to happen. And you know, I mean, listen, I, would, I, I will hold my hands up. I probably, I was one of the journalists who was critical of fans for what were perceived to be a sense of entitlement at times last season when they were incredibly angry. Actually, you know what, standing where they are now, mea culpa, I don't think the fans are angry enough. Does that sum up, Martin, how you, you're feeling at the moment? Yeah, 100%. I mean... 
if you look at the club in the last couple of years, yeah, we've won domestic trophies, it's been brilliant, we've had a great nine years, but you look at us in Europe over the last five, six years, we're gradually going back in knockout games. Maybe four or five years ago, getting knocked out off Kluge in the playoff round, then going back, Athens third round, now the last two years in a row, it's the second round. I mean, if the board don't act soon, how long is it going to be before we're getting knocked out in the first round? Yeah, I mean, so, I, think, I was just going to put that to Chris Burke, Chris, mm-hmm. that... I can't put a number on it I know it'll be more than 10 Because Well they were chasing 10 in a row But it, it's been a long old time Since Celtic fans felt this way On the eve of a new season For the last Decade It's been all about Winning the next title And yeah they've had Champions League disappointments But they've They've generally You know kind of Made up for it domestically And, and they've had a lot to look forward to And I'm not saying They don't have a lot to look forward to But it's quite telling That at 20 past 6 The night before The league season starts That's the way Martin's feeling About yeah. the season ahead But the, the thing I think Martin and maybe the Celtic fans will have to just accept at this moment in time is that I, I think Europe has to take a back step and they have to concentrate domestically. Can you do that though when your closest rivals who are already ahead of you might then go and get the tens of millions out of the Champions yeah, League? Yeah, well, that's another factor, isn't it? They're basically maybe gifting the best part of 50 plus million to Rangers because of the position they're in just now. You know, Martin spoke about their defence and I understand that, but I think it was probably the youngest defence I've. I've seen in a Celtic mm-hmm. jersey. I think it was the best part of what the average age of twenty-one. Yep. Um, so you are right in saying that they are gifting Rangers money, and then they can even be stronger again. I think you know, on paper, the last what eight seasons, I think last eight attempts, I think Celtic only made the Champions League twice. So that's why I'm saying I think they have to just put Europe in the back burner. And, and see where they can go domestically now I'm sure there's plenty more where that came from I'll have to leave it there Martin But pick up the phone some other time We'd be delighted to speak to you We need to get some travel And then we will hear more from Stephen Gerrard's press conference today More from Ange Postacoglu's press conference today And more crucially, more from you You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141 951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen McGowan and Chris Burke are here on the eve of a new league season in Scotland If you can't get up for a new season with just a few hours to go Then this game is lost on you Pick up the phone and let us know how you're feeling 01419511025 We are on Twitter as well You'll find us over there at Clyde SSB Interestingly enough, right, a lot of tweets coming in um, Some about football But more about Worrying where Hugh Keevans is So just to clear up a couple of things right? First of all he's still alive He's still here He's he's away celebrating his 50th wedding anniversary oh, Who's paying for that? Well, not him There's was, not a chance us, Hugh Keevans is imagine. digging deep into his wallet to so, pay for that what, be, Between now and 8 o'clock You two can argue amongst yourselves And decide which one of you is Hugh Keevans for the night Right? It's a position oh, no one I'm wants still, to be I in I think I'm still the old curmudgeon of the so, two so I, mean, I think it has to be Stephen It, it might uh, have to be Stephen None taken He will be back eventually But he's swanning <laughs> off He's Lady Keevans treating her for the 50th wedding anniversary It'll so. be a McDonald's if she's lucky Well this is the thing right That's, That is the sort of life I thought he would lead But he wasn't here on Monday He's not here tonight I don't think I think he's not back till next week So he must have big plans Heavens The caravan and Anstruller must be getting Heavens Try to see a windows open though You never know Nah he'll, oh, are you joking He'll be back He'll be back He's got a statue outside the door for goodness sake Right anyway Andy is next up on the line Andy's calling from Stirling tonight How's it going Andy? Aye, fine, thanks. How are you guys? All right? Not bad at all. What's on your mind tonight? I was listening to Martin's call, the last boy, the Celtic supporter. Um, I felt it was a wee bit unfair on that defence. 
to be quite honest. That's two young guys that are in there who are, who are basically learning their trade. It's not their fault they're in that predicament. They've been thrust in there. However, if you actually have a look at who Celtic uh, have brought in, they've brought Starfield in, uh, the, the, the Japanese fella, uh, who I can't pronounce his name, he used to come in. Uh, you've got Julian to come back, you've got Starfield. So they are making tracks. It's not the finished product, but I, I, I genuinely don't believe they'll be as bad as people think. Well, funnily enough, Ange Postacoglu was speaking about that today and Chris mentioned that it was an average age of 21 for a back four, which is, is quite something. Um, but he's ready to welcome some experience back. Carl Starfeld could make his debut tomorrow at Hearts. Uh, Kyogo Furuhashi is the name you're looking for, Andy. I've been practising that one. He's also in contention as well. He's an experienced guy. You know, I've sort of said that I think it's been a bit unfair the the pressure I've put on or, or exposed some of our defenders so far, some of the young ones who have done awfully well, and guys like Dane Murray and, and Welsh, even Anthony Ralston. So, you know, uh, it's great to get some experience through the door. Can I ask an update on Furuhashi? How is how is he? Is he ready? Is he available for the weekend, or do you expect him maybe a couple of days to get fit? Or? You know, you know, he's good. He's 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 doing his quarantine down in uh, London, but he's out. Um, you know, with the early release there, and he's been training. We've sent one of our guys down there uh, to to help him, and uh, and also Carl while he was down there. So he's doing individual sessions, and uh, today's his last day. So um, the good thing about uh, Kyogo is that you know he's mid-season, so <clears throat> you know apart from the, the days in quarantine he had and travel, um, he should be in good condition. And uh, <coughs> I'm just waiting to hear updates in terms of his eligibility, but. If not tomorrow He'll definitely be available For Thursday It's always good to hear Both sides Andy Because I'm sure It's not lost on you Most of the reaction To Celtic's defeat The other night Has been Very Well negative obviously But you know Lots of concerns Lots of worries About the season ahead Lots of finger pointing But you're managing To find a bit More to look forward to Is that is that fair? Well, I, I think you have to. I think you, you know you, you you really have to look and and Ange Postecoglou in his uh, press conference the other night. You know when I, I think it was uh, uh, the, the boy McLean or no McLean, sorry McLeod, who who had basically said about the the cat, catastrophe. And and I think everything he said made sense. You know, uh, and and we can look at Dominic Mackay. These guys are these guys have inherited something that. That, that was never going to be fixed in two weeks Yeah, Gordon Come on then 01419511025 Whether it's your hopes and dreams And aspirations and expectations For the season ahead Or whether it's reflecting on the big news stories Of the day or the week Whatever you want Pick up the phone Stephen McGowan and Chris Burke And myself Be absolutely delighted To speak to you Let's bring in Dominic Who's a Rangers fan from East Kilbride What's your point tonight Dominic? Hi Gordon Good to have you back after your summer break Thank you very much Good to be here I've missed you as always, uh, good evening, Chris. Good evening, Stephen. Hey, Dominic. Uh, a couple of quick points, please, mm-hmm. Gordon. Um, first one, it was to do. It was interesting to listen to Stephen Gerrard's press conference uh, today, this morning, about Morelos saying that he'll be back next week. But I've got a. Is there something the, the producers? I was. Uh, I think it could be a funny one with this if he does. If, he, if he's back or not, because I think he might be away. Well, I'll tell you what, let, let's play that clip. I'm going to let you hear what Stephen Gerrard had to say in his press conference this morning. He, you know, he says he's in no rush to add to his Rangers squad. He does wait on Alfredo Morelos returning. He's in quarantine after coming back from an extended break following the Copa America. 
And overall, though, the manager's excited about what he's got to work with. I think ch- things have slightly changed. Um, you know, with the real change of only being allowed um, six outfield subs now, and um, obviously one goalie. That's obviously too shy from last year in terms of the domestic. It's slightly different from a European point of view because you can name 12 subs. So it's something with this discussion at the moment. I'm really happy with the squad at the moment, what we've got in the door. Obviously, there's people to, to come back into the squad. Ryan Jack has trained with the group now for, for two, three days, and he's had no issues. Um, he's got one more appointment in about 10 days' time for the full green light to go into... Um, aerial challenges and, and full throttle football. So that, that's going to be like a new signing to us, hopefully in 10 days as well. Alfredo, obviously, once he's followed the government guidelines um, and, and the COVID situation, he'll join the group uh, sometime next week. So the squad's really strong um, as, as it stands. Um, if, if there's not a need to add to it, I won't do it. Um, but it's something that we'll... We'll, we'll consider in the coming weeks and, and we'll see how we start the season. We'll see how the qualifiers go. It might be something that we come to at the back end of the window. That was Stephen Gerrard speaking at his press conference today. Dominic, what is it in that that makes you think Alfredo Morelos is, is not going to play for Rangers again? The manager was just saying he's you know he's following the, the guidelines and he'll, he'll join up with the group after that. I've been, I've been, I've been put it that way, Gordon, about saying that he won't get about again. Um, I would say that it's just because he's... See, look, every week, week, well, every sorry, every season, he's been linked with moves away and all this, but I think this could be a season that the board might just go that way. His head's no longer there. Because look at Edward against when they were playing Mitchell during the week. His head wasn't there. You could tell that right for the minute they kicked the ball. Um, I just think Morelos, possibly, if he's went away, then let him go if, the, if, the, if he's right. I, I've lost count of how many transfer windows we, we've had this discussion, Chris. Mm-hmm. But that's what happens surrounding good players. Everybody knows that at some point they want to move on. Is this the time, or, or will, we, will we revisit this in January? Well, what does Dominic think? I think you know there's going to be a time where they probably will sell Morelos. Um, is this a perfect time? Probably. Um, obviously, there's been noise in the past. From him that he maybe wants to go I think Porto is one that's made your interest But that's went a little bit quiet mm-hmm. um, Usually When a number nine's Been targeted it's the Back end of the transfer window so it's late um, How much can you get from that? I know Rangers have spoken in the past About they maybe have to sell one or two To to balance the funds But if Morelos goes Can Rangers still Win the title and go for the cup competitions because they've got Defoe, Eaton, Roof and Sakala now. So would the Rangers fans be happy if Morelos gets sold? And as Steven Gerrard says, he's unsure that he might add to the squad. And I just want to know what Dominic would think of that. Well, it's a, it's a valid point. Um, for me, he's still the number one striker. I, I would put him in the first team ahead of the likes of the names you mentioned, but look, I, I would I would happily keep him for another season. But as you know, the, if he get offered a new contract, would they sign it? Probably not, because obviously money talks. You know that yourself. But I think he's wanting away. To be honest, Stephen, what do you think this time around? I think Dominic really mentioned a very interesting point there about the contrast or the comparison with Edward Celtic. I mean. The two of them look as if they don't especially want to be in Glasgow any longer. Look, we have to be realistic about this. Every overseas player reaches 
his shelf life when he decides it's time to go and try new pastures and go and possibly earn more money somewhere else in one of the bigger leagues. Um, I think what's different is that if you look at Rangers, as Chris alluded to there, they have Sakala, they have Roof, they have Eaton, they have Defoe. If Celtic lose Edward, they have Griffiths and they have Ayeti, neither of whom are exactly pulling up mm. trees at the moment. So Rangers can afford to lose Alfredo Morelos. But I think it is important for Rangers' point of view that they get a fee which sets down a marker for the future. Mm. They've seen Celtic getting big fees for players like Kieran Tierney and even 11, 11 and a half million for, for Jeremy Fingpong. I think Rangers really need to get something in the region of 18 to 20 million for Morelos to really lay down a marker and say, that's the kind of club mm. we are now, that's the level we're at, and really say we are not going to sell players at all on the cheap. And that, I suspect, will refer to a reply to Glenn Kamara as well, who's the other one who's interested in this summer as well, I think. Uh, Dominic, how does it feel to be going into the new season as champions? Does it does it feel different? What are your, your hopes and, and dreams for the season ahead? Um, I'm hoping, Gordon, that uh, we were the same. Uh, it looked very good. Excuse me. Successful season last season. Um, just a shame about the two cup competitions that we've mentioned, but I know I think got nothing to be be worried about with Celtic because they have been woeful. They've also continued the last season just um, on the signing fronts. Manager reminds me of exactly when we were in the states with Pedro Cachinha. He reminds me of Pedro Cachinha. So um, I think season for me, if we get the Champions League group stages. Um, and maybe one of the cups in the week, then that would be a very good season for us. Brilliant, thank you, Dominic. What does success look like for your team this season? You, any team, every team. Let's hear them all. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Martin is just along the road in Clyde Bank. He's a Celtic fan. It's the eve of the new season, Martin. But I suspect you're possibly a little bit more interested in the aftermath of, of Wednesday night still at this stage. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean. Wednesday night, obviously a disaster for the club. But what can you expect? I'd say that defence that was out is probably the worst defence I've seen in Celtic in arguably the last 25 years. I mean, it's full of youth players. And, for example, Anthony Ralston was out in loan at St Johnston, who really, in my opinion, isn't really good enough to be at the club. But this comes from the board for last season. We had arguably four players who were on loan who were all on a first team. Now, the guys go... There's no backup plan to replace them and look at the state of where it's left the team and where it's left us out of Europe, uh, sorry, out of the Champions League again. Might be lucky to qualify for the Europa League and maybe even lucky to finish second and that comes down to the board not signing replacements, selling players for high, high top money and just not bringing anybody else in. Yeah, I mean, to be fair to those guys the other night, in the isolation, they actually did okay. So I, I don't think we should sort of single them out for unfair criticism, but... The wider point remains, Stephen. It's been the dominant story all week. You summed it up brilliantly in, in your column in the Scottish Daily Mail this morning. What What is happening at Celtic? It just feels like the chickens are coming home to roost. I mean, I said, Dominic McKay, the new chief executive, speaks often about modernisation. And Celtic had the perfect opportunity to modernise when they were bestriding the Scottish game, winning title after title and treble after treble. That was a time where they had the breathing space and the money in the bank from Champions League campaigns under Brendan Rodgers to go and actually invest in the club, in the infrastructure. You know, to get a director of football in who would set an identity and an ethos, 
to maybe look at new technologies to analyt- analytics and data like clubs like, like Mitchelland and Brentford have done. And for whatever reason, they didn't do it. And I think when they stood still, I think convincing themselves that because they were winning titles and trophies, they were doing fine. And let's be honest, at the time, probably when we didn't challenge them hard enough on that, football was passing them by. And Celtic now are paying a really heavy price for that. Um, but, you know, there are some recurring themes. If you remember, the John McGinn fiasco really caused ripples. Brendan Rodgers was very unhappy. You would have thought they would have learned something from that, but it does feel as if every year the vital key cornerstone signings are made after the qualifiers. And you just wonder when the day will come when Celtic experiment with a new signing policy of signing actual central defenders to play in central defence for the biggest games of their season. It's hardly radical. It's fairly sensible. It's fairly normal. But it never seems to happen. And, you know, I mean, listen, I, would, I, I will hold my hands up. I probably, I was one of the journalists who was critical of fans for what were perceived to be a sense of entitlement at the times last season when they were incredibly angry. Actually, you know what? Standing where they are now, mea culpa, I don't think the fans are angry enough. Does that sum up, Martin, how you, you're feeling at the moment? Yeah, 100%. I mean... If you look at the club in the last couple of years, yeah, we've won domestic trophies, it's been brilliant, we've had a great nine years. But you look at us in Europe over the last five, six years, we're gradually going back in knockout games. Maybe four or five years ago, getting knocked out off Kluge in the playoff round, then going back, Athens third round. Now the last two years in a row, it's the second round. I mean, if the board don't act soon, how long is it going to be before we're getting knocked out in the first round? Yeah, I mean, so, I, think, I was just going to put that to Chris Burke. Chris, mm-hmm. the, I can't put a number on it I know it'll be more than 10 Because Well they were chasing 10 in a row But it, it's been a long old time Since Celtic fans felt this way On the eve of a new season For the last Decade It's been all about Winning the next title And yeah they've had Champions League disappointments But they've They've generally You know kind of Made up for it domestically And, and they've had a lot to look forward to And I'm not saying They don't have a lot to look forward to But it's quite telling That at 20 past 6 The night before The league season starts That's the way Martin's feeling About yeah. the season ahead But the, the thing I think Martin and maybe the Celtic fans will have to just accept at this moment in time is that I, I think Europe has to take a back step and they have to concentrate domestically. Can you do that though when your closest rivals who are already ahead of you might then go and get the tens of millions out, out the Champions yeah, League? Yeah, well, that's another factor, isn't it? They're basically maybe gifting the best part of 50 plus million to Rangers because of the position they're in just now. You know, Martin spoke about their defence and I understand that, but I think it was probably the youngest defence I've. I've seen in a Celtic mm-hmm. jersey I think it was the best part of what the average age of 21 yep. um, so you are right in saying that they are gifting Rangers money and then they can even be stronger again I think you know on paper the last what eight seasons I think last eight attempts I think Celtic only made the Champions League twice so that's why I'm saying I think they have to just put Europe in the back burner and and see where they can go domestically now I'm sure there's plenty more where that came from I'll have to leave it there Martin But pick up the phone some other time We'd be delighted to speak to you We need to get some travel And then we will hear more from Stephen Gerrard's press conference today More from Ange Postacoglu's press conference today And more crucially, more from you Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Call Robert Accident Repair Fault and non-fault insurance specialist Robert will even pay your excess Size matters Especially when you're shopping for carpets. That's why J&W have big warehouses for choice and big discounts for your pocket. Promising to be the cheapest in Scotland. Guaranteed. 
Shop thousands of rolls and thousands of roll ends at JW. See our price guarantee at jwcarpets.com. Dunelm's summer sale ends soon. There's still time to get up to 50% off those home comforts you can't get enough of. But not for much longer. Shop in-store and online now. Don't miss your free AA Road Atlas only inside this weekend's Sunday Express. This up-to-date and comprehensive road atlas is an absolute must for any car journey. Don't miss out. Get your free AA Road Atlas only inside this weekend's Sunday Express. Feel like you're winning at bellacasino.com. Over 18, keep it fun, biggambleaware.org. After months of bouncing off the walls, bring the kids back to Scotland's best family entertainment venue, Flip Out. All areas are now open. Trampolines, soft play, inflatables, everything. Book now at flipout.co.uk. Switching to BT Superfast Fibre and getting a half-price TV entertainment package feels pretty good. That's a Now Entertainment membership, Freeview and AMC for just £6 a month for the first six months. Only when you get Superfast Fibre for £27.99 a month. For feel-good entertainment at a feel-good price, why choose anyone else? Join BT today. New customers, 24-month contracts, £39.99 upfront, ends 5th of August. CPI plus 3.9% increase each March, £47.99 for month 35. Terms apply. Now Entertainment membership, RRP, £9.99 a month. BT TV Entertainment, £12 from month 7. Welcome to the premiere of the year. The all-new Qashqai Premier Edition from Macklin Motors Nissan. And you could be driving this new star from just 329 a month with immediate delivery. New design, new features, new technology. The all-new Qashqai is as bold and groundbreaking as the first time around. Now with mild hybrid option for an even more exceptional performance. All from £329 a month. Book your all-new Qashqai test drive now at Macklin Motors Nissan in Darnley and Port Dundas Road, Glasgow. Personal contract hire where a credit broker, not a lender. Term 48 months. Initial rental 499. T's and C's apply. When it comes to kitchens and bathrooms, some things are always in style. Like great value, bespoke design and professional fitters. And with kitchens and bathrooms from £2,495, a free home design service and tradesmen who look after your home like their own, choose in-style kitchens and bathrooms. Call 0141-889-3221. Paisley Bridge of Weir and opening soon in Greenock. See instyle.scot. Boogie and Arlene. Doctor, I think I've got wait, wait, wait syndrome. He says, well, where have you got the pain? I says, well, I can feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Saturday mornings from nine. Good morning, afternoon, evening. Want one ninety nine delivery on McDonald's from Just Eat? Yes? Delivered straight to your couch, crib, country abode. One ninety nine delivery on McDonald's. We got it. Did somebody say Just Eat? Participating stores only. Minimum order spend applies. Service charge may apply. See justeat.co.uk for details. Travel update. How you doing? Stephen Mill with your travel. Crow Road northbound looking slow. Just a Great Western Road at Annie's Link Cross. So that's just volume of traffic. People try to get home, I guess. Elsewhere, A72 Carlisle Road northbound in Shatler Row. A lot heavier than normal because people are avoiding some delays in the M74 tonight. So it's the Lanark turnoff that's been affected 20 minutes through there. And I'm afraid it's the same time on the M74 northbound between Junction 8 for Canderside and 5 for the Wraith Interchange. And that is all due to roadworks. And we've still got the roadworks, obviously, on the M8 going both directions. 
directions, I'm afraid. Travel with Arnold Clark. Part exchange your car this month and get an extra £500. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen McGowan and Chris Burke are here on the eve of a new league season in Scotland. If you can't get up for a new season with just a few hours to go, then this game is lost on you. Pick up the phone and let us know how you're feeling. 01419511025. We are on Twitter as well. You'll find us over there at Clyde SSB. Interestingly enough, right, a lot of tweets coming in. Um, some about football, but more about. Worrying where Hugh Keevans is So just to clear up A couple of things right? First of all He's still alive He's still here He's he's away celebrating His 50th wedding anniversary oh, Who's paying for that? Well, not him There's would, not a chance Hugh Keevans is imagine. digging Deep into his wallet To so, pay for that what, be, between now and 8 o'clock You two can argue amongst yourselves And decide which one of you is Hugh Keevans for the night Right? It's a position oh, no one I'm wants still, to be I in I think I'm still the old curmudgeon of the so, two so I, mean, I think it has to be Stephen It, it no, might have to be Stephen None he, taken He will be back eventually But he's <laughs> swanning off these Lady Keevans treating her for the 50th wedding anniversary It'll so. be a McDonald's nice. if she's lucky Well this is the thing right That is that is the sort of life I thought he would lead But he wasn't here on Monday He's not here tonight I don't think I think he's not back till next week So he must have big plans Heavens The caravan and Anstruller must be getting Heavens Try to see windows open though You never know Nah he'll, oh, are you joking He'll be back He'll be back He's got a statue outside the door for goodness sake Right anyway Andy is next up on the line Andy's calling from Stirling tonight How's it going Andy? I fine, thanks. How are you guys? All right? Not bad at Good all. What's on your mind tonight? I was listening to Martin's call, the last boy, the Celtic supporter. Um, I felt it was a wee bit unfair on that defence, uh, to be quite honest. That's two young guys that are in there who are, who are basically learning their trade. It's not their fault they're in that predicament. They've been thrust in there. However, if you actually have a look at who Celtic uh, have brought in, they've brought Starfield in. Uh, the, the, the Japanese fella uh, who I can't pronounce his name he used to come in uh, you've got Julian to come back you've got Starfield so they are making tracks it's not the finished product but I, I, I genuinely don't believe they'll be as bad as people think well funnily enough Ange Postacoglu was speaking about that today and Chris mentioned that it, it was an average age of 21 for a back four which is, is quite something um, but he's ready to welcome some experience back Carl Starfeld could make his debut tomorrow at Hearts uh, Kyogo Furuhashi is the name you're looking for Andy I've been practising that one he's also in contention as well he's an experienced guy you know I've sort of said that I think it's been a bit unfair the the pressure I've put on or, or exposed some of our defenders so far, some of the young ones who have done awfully well, and guys like Dane Murray and, and Welsh, even Anthony Ralston. So, you know, uh, it's great to get some experience through the door. Can I ask an update on uh, Furuhashi? How is how is he? Is he ready? Is he available for the weekend? Or do you expect him maybe a couple of days to get fit? Or? You know, you no, know, he's good. He's 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 doing his quarantine down in uh, London, but he's out. Um, you know, with the early release there, and he's been training. We've sent one of our guys down there uh, to to help him, and uh, and also Carl while he was down there. So he's doing individual sessions, and uh, today's his last day. So um, the good thing about uh, Kyogo is that you know he's mid-season, so <clears throat> you know apart from the, the days in quarantine he had and travel, um, he should be in good condition. And uh, <coughs> I'm just waiting to hear updates in terms of his eligibility, but. If not tomorrow He'll definitely be available For Thursday It's always good to hear Both sides Andy Because I'm sure it's not lost on you Most of the reaction To Celtic's defeat The other night Has been 
very well negative obviously but you know lots of concerns lots of worries about the season ahead lots of finger pointing but you're managing to find a bit more to look forward to is that is that fair well, I, I think you have to. I think you, you, you know you, you you really have to look. And, and Ange Postecoglou in his uh, press conference the other night, you know, when I, I think it was uh, uh, the, the boy McLean or no McLean, sorry McLeod, who who had basically said about the the cat- catastrophe. And and I think everything he said made sense, you know. Uh, and and we can look at Dominic Mackay. These guys are these guys have inherited something that. That, that was never going to be fixed in two weeks but you know you've got to give them time to get in there and bed themselves in but I genuinely don't believe it, what, what, what we're going to be as bad uh, as, as people maybe think you know I think there's another two players you know Martin was going on about Tony Ralston Tony Ralston is probably one of Celtic's best players uh, on, on Wednesday night you know um, if Barkas doesn't jump out the way of the ball uh, in the first game we're going there 1-0 up you know, so uh, you know, it's it's, it's fine margin. Celtic were by far the better team over the two legs. Yes, they never killed it. Had they had a striker who probably wanted to be there, then we, we maybe wouldn't be having this conversation. Yeah, but the problem is, if is doing a lot of heavy lifting there, Stephen. If Barkas didn't go the way the ball, which he did. If there was another striker, which there's not, and and that's where fans who are feeling a bit more frustrated than Andy are coming from. Yeah, it's all very well. Andy is absolutely right to say that Tony Wilson had a good game the other night But it doesn't diminish from the fact that Jeremy Fingpong left at the end of January That El Hamed went quite some time ago as well And inexplicably Celtic don't have a permanent right back It doesn't detract from the fact that they have failed to, to strengthen inadequate numbers in centre half Although near Beater obviously is something to answer for there So yeah, I mean there, there, there are clear and obvious feelings there I think Andy makes a fair point, however, in saying that pro- things probably will get better. They're going to try and bring in a right-back as a priority. They're trying to get Aurelio Buta from uh, Royal Antwerp. Or that. that does seem to have stalled. Trying to get a defensive midfielder. I think they'll try and get another centre-half on loan. Joe Hart looks like it's well down the road. Dermot Desmond appears to be taking a personal interest in that. And if Brighton come and solidify their interest and make an acceptable offer for Rodson Edward which they're definitely in for them, then they'll be looking for another striker as well. So there are players still to come in. The problem is that time is the enemy. You know, Ange Postacogo, we keep saying he needs time. The one thing you don't get at Celtic is time. But that won't really rebound on Ange Postacogo because nobody's going to blame him. Nobody thinks he's to blame for this situation. I think the blame, if there is such a thing, Mm -hmm. goes higher up the food chain. Do you see some... Parts of that that you recognise though Andy Because I'm all for people finding A silver lining or a bit of optimism That That's good, that's healthy But you mentioned you know, Julian to come back And, and Starrett failed to come in Whilst this is all true As Stephen says that you know, You're know you still needing a right back You would probably still look for Another left back You need a goalkeeper presumably Odson Edwards So although you mentioned some players There's still a lot of big issues to be resolved Are there not? Yeah, that that actually that you've actually just validated the next point I'm about to make. You know, if you actually look what you get when you're reactive, which is which is basically uh, what Celtic were when they got Greg Taylor. I don't think uh, Greg Taylor would have been there if Celtic hadn't been reactive at that time. There was a clamour by the media and everybody else saying, "Look, you must do this. You must do this. You must get this one." And you know, Dermot Desmond's not a fool. 
uh, and that Celtic board are not fools. They're clever men, and they they basically are the guys who's put Celtic and they've taken them a, a nine in a row. Yes, they didn't get ten in a row, but I'll tell you what: in order to get ten in a row, you had to win the nine behind it. Just want to pick up on one point there, though. Was that some sort of suggestion that the, the media pick which players Celtic sign? No, I think what it is is I think that, that I would say that at that point. In time where they signed Greg Taylor, I think the media were really pushing Greg Taylor for Celtic. I, I'm not. First of all, I whether whether you agree with that or not, is that not if if that was true, is that not a huge, terrible indictment on your football club? Well, listen. At the end of the day, no, just, just just on specifically on that, because you've you've given lots of praise to the Celtic board. They're clever men. They're not fools. But then you're telling us that they've listened to the media and signed Greg Taylor. Well, I think if you the, the, the board might not always listen to the media, but the one thing that they're duty bound to listen to is the Celtic fans. And you're as well aware as I am. If you have a media that pumps out Greg Taylor, Greg Taylor, Greg Taylor, Greg Taylor, then Greg Taylor becomes the guy that everybody needs. So, from that point of view, yeah, the media always have an influence on everybody's opinion, and that goes right across the board. I, di- I didn't know we were that powerful, Chris Burke. So, what I do know now, between now and eight o'clock, pick your club. We'll make it happen We, yeah, we can start it uh, uh, Kelly, <laughs> Sorry Tommy Wright and Kelly fans But I'm staying at Kelly You sure? Yeah I could get, We I'll can get, get you a move Hopefully I can win a cup Stephen are we, are we that influential? No But I'll tell you one thing Andy I think he's made some really good points But he's also Contradicted himself Because he made an excellent start When he said that You can't really blame these young players For the fact they've been pitched in There's no point in abusing them They didn't create this situation Well Surely the same applies to Greg Taylor if he is not good enough, as Andy clearly thinks, then that falls on the people who are recruiting players at Celtic. The thing is, you know, well, and what does Andy expect? Because if they do sell Edward, you know, they've already sold, you know, Frank Pong, as you, you alluded to Christy Fryer and so on. You know, Christy Fryer for all of the amounts of money. So what, you know, you're talking best part of plus 40 million if Edward goes for 20. Will Postacoglu, you spoke about the time you know, but will he be given the funds to spend and replace these sort of players? Well, not from Edward, because when Edward is a 40% sell on mm. to PSG after you take the £9 million off for the fee, so there won't be that much left in what's on Edward. And to be fair to the Celtic board, the amount of money made available hasn't been the issue in recent no, seasons. It's no. about where it's gone. But that's always the case, Gordon. It's not about how much you spend. It's what you spend it on. That will always be the case for Rangers and Celtic. I think at the moment what you see is that Rangers be it through Ross Wilson or Steven Gerrard or the contacts they have, are spending astutely. They're ahead of the game. They're planning one or two transfer windows in advance. Mm. Celtic at the moment look a bit scattergun. They're just trying to catch up. Reactive was a good word that Andy used. That's where they're at just now. They're just trying to get out from being desperately snookered at the start of the season. That's not a good place to be. Ange Postacoglu was... Quite clever in the way he handled questions about the goalkeeping situation mm-hmm. today, Chris. It didn't give too much away, but it's pretty obvious. When you drop Barkas the other night, it makes it fairly clear that something's going to change in that department. Stephen says Joe Hart is somewhere down the line. What do you make of that? Because I've I've been fascinated by the social media reaction to it. There seems a real split, you know, where people quite rightly would say he's played at a brilliant level, hugely experienced. That's exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. And similarly, you see the same amount of people saying... Not been at the top of his game for a long time Was mistake prone even back then Not having him What was your own personal take? For Joe Hart? Mm-hmm. Yeah I think you should sign Joe Hart Yeah Well if that's what they're looking for in the goalkeeping department 
Reason being is he's played in pressurised situations a lot, a lot. And people might say he's made mistakes, yeah, but all goalkeepers do make mistakes, but they probably don't pick out the ones that he's made great saves and mm-hmm. won football matches at crucial moments. You know, he's he's played in big arenas, he's played for his country numerous of times, he's captained his country. So it doesn't matter, people say, but he's 34. But you just look across there, you see Alan McGregor at the age of 39. So for me, yes... If they're wanting to replace um, Barkas or Bain Then I'm all for it Bain still tomorrow then Stephen is that is that the way it is it, it just takes me back to last season And maybe that goes back to what Andy and people are saying about Reactive How? Why and how are we still having This conversation yeah. where you don't quite know I assume it's, is, would it be Bain tomorrow Well I mean you could rip up two names Throw them up in here See which one comes down and have his Good a chance as us Which of guessing is the exact same thing goalkeeper. as we were saying in yeah, January I mean, Scott Bain was the third choice keeper two seasons ago He was the second choice keeper last season He's now the first choice keeper Again, there's no point in criticising Scott Bain This is not a situation of his making It's a situation of the making of the of the, of the club's Player balancing and squad balancing and recruitment You know, it, it, it it's pretty damning Thank you very much Andy It was nice to speak to you 01419511025 Stefan's a Rangers fan in Cardonald And he is coming up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Call Robert Accident Repair Accident not your fault You'll be back on the road within 24 hours On Clyde One every morning next week Greg Z and Cassie want you to call in And play J or W Okay, so what's J or W, you're probably asking? J or W is a general knowledge quiz where every answer will begin with either a J or a W. And every right answer given within 20 seconds wins £50. Just wow! It's all thanks to J&W Carpets. See what we did there? With stores in Glasgow, Clyde Bank, East Kilbride, Hamilton and Ayrshire. Soothing sound of a barbershop quartet that have found the better way to buy a quality car from Kazoo. All Kazoo cars pass a thorough 300 point inspection, come with a 90 day warranty, roadside assistance, and a seven day money back guarantee. guarantee. That's one whole week to make sure they love it. Can you buy a quality car that's guaranteed to leave you happy? Kazoo, yeah, you can. It's great to be out seeing people more. But even if we're vaccinated, we can still get coronavirus and pass it on to others. That's why, as much as we'd love to be out with our friends and family, it's vital that we self-isolate immediately and book a test even if we only have mild symptoms or are asked to by the NHS. Let's make safer choices this summer and reduce the risk of COVID strains spreading. Visit nhsinform.scot. Amy, on behalf of Transport Scotland, is carrying out essential maintenance on the M74 southbound between Burnhead Road and Junction 8, so that we can carry this work out as safely and as quickly as possible. From 8pm on Friday the 23rd of July until 6am on Friday the 30th of July 2021, there will be 24-hour traffic management in operation with a contraflow in place. Full details are available at swtrunkroads.scot. Your home is your sanctuary, your safe space, your retreat from the rest of this crazy world. You only let people into your home who you trust. Trust a trader, understand this. That's why our tradespeople are all reliable, reputable and recommended. And before you book someone, you can discuss the job with them and read their reviews. 
giving you the reassurance that you and your home are in safe hands. You can always trust a trader. Live your summer with Deep Freeze Glide On Gel. Targeted, cooling, soothing for your back, legs and feet, neck and shoulders. Hi, I'm Chris from Cathcart. Me and my mates are off whitewater rafting in Wales. Hi, I'm Francis from Clarkston. We're having a UK staycation. After the year lockdowns, we cannot wait. Now, live your summer of freedom to the max by winning £2,000 cash with Deep Freeze Glide On Gel to help you glide through your day. Enter now at Clyde1.com. Boogie and Arlene. What are you going to do when you get to the park, Adam? Go into the woods. Look out for the bears. All right. There, wait, um, there's bears in woods. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Saturday mornings from nine. This summer at Talk Talk, we've got deals that make sense sense. Our new Fibre Plus packages offer everything you get with our standard unlimited fibre broadband plans, plus award-winning online security, plus guaranteed fixed prices from just £26 a month for 18 months, plus the latest Amazon Echo Dot with Alexa, plus an Amazon Smart Plug. When you add it all up, it just makes sense sense. Fibre Plus packages from Talk Talk. For everyone, search Talk Talk Fibre. Offer ends 8 September. 495 Post and Packing. T's and C's at talktalk.co.uk. Travel update. Clyde One Travel, uh, Stephen Mill here with you, and the M74 northbound is still looking slow between 8 for Canderside and 5 for the Wraith Interchange. Still got roadworks there, lane closure in place, and you've got a travel time of around 20 minutes at the moment, and it's still slow going through Chatelot on the A72 Carlisle Road northbound because people are avoiding the M74, but unfortunately, you've still got delays of around 20 minutes at this moment in time. That is it from me. Enjoy your weekend, wherever you are across Glasgow and the West, and if you want more travel news, head to Clyde One. Dot com. Travel with ArnoldClark.com. Get an extra £500 when you part exchange. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish Football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Stephen McGowan and Chris Buck here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. You can get in touch on the phones, 01419511025, or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Loads of tweets coming in, but one that I just can't stop looking at is, uh, I think it's from George, who says the host, presumably myself, has no idea how thongs work in Scotland. I assume he means things. Uh, <laughs> either that, or he's looking for some sort of insight into my personal life that I am unwilling to give have a child. on this family show. <laughs> I, think the, I think the man's asked a question, I think you have to answer it. I think we move swiftly on before I get myself in trouble. I'm just glad Gordon DL's not here. He's the one that gets me in trouble uh, on this show. Um, uh, yeah, let, let's move on swiftly. Stefan has been hanging on for ages. So first of all, Stefan, I'm very sorry. Um, take it away. Hi, hi Gordon, hi Stephen, Chris. Hi. Uh, basically, uh, I'm just reiterating the point uh, about Stephen, what you just made about the, the strategy at Rangers, the director of football. I mean, I heard Stephen Gerrard today in his press conference where he, he says that he's kind of happy with the squad and, you know, if somebody is sold and anybody in the team could get sold for the right money, then it may change. So my, my point is that if Alfredo leaves, I actually believe the director of football has already got a list of replacements and so therefore it'll be a high quality uh, target that we'll, we'll try and deliver on uh, to get his replacement. I hope that he doesn't get sold uh, but I don't think there's a real comparison with regards to the to work application of uh, Edward as I'm looking at it because although Alfredo was looking towards going to Lille, I thought that his uh, end of the season and the contribution he made, obviously I think everybody has reflected on that was top notch and I had real confidence that if 
he is in the Champions League, that he'll be able to score goals because that's what he does. He scores goals. So uh, just to actually make that point, I do not believe that there's a comparison between Edward and Alfredo, and I don't believe that he's vying for a move. But I think if an opportunity comes that he wants to go, then I think we'll go with every Rangers fan and every Rangers management team as long as the finances are right. Does this sum yeah. up? Does this sum up the powerful impact of winning trophies, Stefan? Where now all of a sudden. Rangers fans are comfortable with the notion of losing one of their most important players because they believe that the structure is right. They believe that there are either other players in the building who can do a job, or someone will be brought in. You know, you know starting a season in a position of strength is, is that where all of this comes from. You must be hugely optimistic about the, the campaign ahead. I'm really excited about the campaign ahead, and I think it, I mean, maybe it'll come to a position of strength. But I think the strength comes from the management team and the actual football operations. I think they've not let us down, honestly. Uh, the, the the way they go about their business, even the young acquisition of the Man United player, I mean, he, he's there for the B team, but he'll get a pathway into the team, as he's seen with the, some of the young players that come in. So it's about, you know, even young Stephen Kelly right now. Uh, I was at the, the Real Madrid game, and um, the way he came on and was in against technical teams, I mean, Real Madrid, maybe not their first team, but the, the strength and the, the kind of values of that Real Madrid team and the country they come from. Rangers were playing against the Real Madrid team and are friendly, I recognise the way they played at the tail end of last season against any team they met in the SPL. So there's a structure, a philosophy and it's transformed from the football academy right into the first team. So I'm excited about the future of the Rangers but obviously you can't, you can't get arrogant about it because I, I think that's where uh, Celtic uh, at the club and probably some of the fans whether you know they, they believed that, that it would last forever I mean the size of the two clubs they should be competing year on year with each other it should be the biggest competitive football rivalry that you get anywhere in Europe for for winning a title but I believe the way we are they're head, heads and shoulders above them right now because I don't believe there's a structure there at Celtic and so therefore I'm not as fearful but mm. I should be only concentrating my own team but, but listen, you know, that, that is, that's that's the nature of a title race I don't think there's any shame in that Stefan You're going to have to finish above Celtic to, to win the league Stefan's so completely right yeah. uh, I, I totally agree I think what one thing Rangers have got right now And Ross Wilson and his, his staff Including Gerard and that Is they've got player identification You know I, yeah. I look at Rangers and I see You know Ryan Kent But then they go and buy Wright And he's similar to him Because they've identified that that's the sort of Player they're looking for in that formation you know, I, I could go on. Um, you see Tavernier, you know, then he's identified for the youth system. Patterson's, you know, got that's the similar characteristics as well. Um, I, I, I just think the player identification is on point. I think I did a webinar with Ross Wilson and it was unbelievable. I was impressed so much by it. I was blown away after it. What in um, particular? Just talked about the five pillars of the football club and, and how they... They lead from bottom to top. Um, you know they look for elite standard throughout. You know not just in the, the training field, not just in game. You know branding everything the way you come off the, the plane, um, and that just breeds success. And I'm sure like when you've got a manager on Steven Gerrard who is an elite player, can then give that to the players as well. But if there's one thing I think Rangers probably are looking to impose themselves on the next, you know. Three, four, five years is probably through their academy. I think Celtic probably done that very well and better than Rangers. You know, you've got the likes of Christie, McGregor, Forrest, who, 
you know, are now are really, really important players for Celtic and came through the academy. No, not, not so much Christy, yeah, but not, Tierney but before yes, when they moved to Sorry. Um, but, you know, you've got, you know, young Stephen Kelly now in Patterson. I think they're probably looking now to get youth players into the first team mm-hmm. um, and be really important players in the first team. Stephen, is it is it quite obvious to, to look at what Rangers' targets are for this season? Because you win it last season, so obviously you want to do it again. But you, you're now in the Champions League qualification for the first time in a while. And you didn't get over the line in the cups, so it's fairly obvious to, to suggest that that those would be the, the targets for for Steven Gerrard win the league again, but something else, add something else on top of I that. Think, I think Rangers should be targeting a treble. I don't think that's at all an unrealistic expectation. Maybe we we were having a conversation off here where maybe we have normalised trebles too much because we've seen so many. Maybe we make it sound far easier than it really is. I don't think that's an unrealistic expectation for Rangers given the the teething problems Celtic are having right now. Um, you know, don't want to be disrespectful to Aberdeen or Hearts or Hibs who could give them a problem. The problem, I suppose, for Rangers will be that they set such a high standard last year being unbeaten. So it's really hard to predicate that and to continue that. Mm-hmm. And you would have to expect that against their domestic opponents, Celtic will be a little bit better. So maybe I'm making it sound far too easy, something that's devilishly mm-hmm. difficult, but I think a treble should be the target for Rangers. What do you think about that, Stefan? How do you set your sights ahead of this new season? Uh, See, to be honest, I mean, I think Rangers Celtic fans were the same. They, they actually, in this country, any single uh, match that we go into, we're looking to win. But we're looking to win everything because that's the aspiration of a football fan. I mean, every football fan should want that. But uh, fortunate for the team I support, they've won so many titles. But this year, for the reasons that were discussed earlier, I just believe that when you've got the structure, you've got the organisation, you've got a manager who's very tactical, he, he's a good communicator, he's a leader, you he will expect the highest standards from players. You've got a football development team, he's assistants, they're all top, top class. And so, therefore, I, I should have real confidence that we can go forward. What I really hope for is um, Champions League qualification for the club, because I think that after everything that's happened to Rangers supporters, I believe that we deserve it. I've got a, a jumper from when everything that happened to us and it has Rangers club logo on it with a Champions League crest on it and all the way through that struggle for the third division and I was there for Rangers just like a lot of fans. I had it in my mind. I'll wait for the Champions League music. I'll see the league, the league championship getting lifted and tomorrow I'll tell you it'll be quite an emotive day and I know they've passed, uh, they're leaving it to September Mm-hmm. And I think that's right when we get more fans in because it's been such a journey and a painful journey and I think every single Rangers supporter deserves everything that's coming this year. Does the jumper uh, still fit? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Thankfully it does, I oh, Good on you. You've obviously <laughs> looked after yourself over the years, Stefan. Thank you. Uh, in Cardonald. Let's hear a bit more from Stephen Gerrard's press conference today. Uh, one of the other topics is Conor Goldson, his future. He says they're yet to agree a new deal, but that's not something. That is concerning him at the moment. Myself and Connor got a really strong relationship. Connor's in a good place. He's really happy and settled here. Um, there's nothing to report on Connor's contract situation at the moment, but there's certainly no panic or worry as far as I'm concerned. Um, what will be will be, and um, when the time's right, um, I'm sure Connor will be ready to sign it. This has pretty much no relevance, so much so that I regret saying it before I even do, Stephen. But it's just, it's just the reason I say it's no relevance because I'm not saying this is going to happen again. But it just reminds me, like a year ago, the confidence we're hearing from the Rangers fans and from you guys 
It's probably the exact same in favour of Celtic this time last year. And all, all I'm, it just serves as a reminder of, of how mad football can be. This time last year, everyone was expecting Celtic to go and get 10. Rangers didn't finish the previous season strongly. Celtic held on to everyone. And we expected them to, to waltz towards well, it. It's funny, when you were talking about that, I was thinking back to when Rangers were going for the 10, 1997, 98. And Vim Janssen came in at Celtic, supposed to be the worst thing to hit Hiroshima since the bomb or whatever it was the headline was. And Celtic lost the first two games. I think they lost to Dunfermline, they lost to Hibs. And they, went, they finished up winning the league just for making new signings. So the gap is never as wide as we tend to think it is. Mm-hmm. We've got countless examples of that down the year. But right now, I just think Rangers are on an upward curve. I think Steven Gerrard has one really big season left in him at least before there's any talk of him leaving. And I just, personally, I just can't see past Do you him. think this is the strongest Rangers squad you've ever seen in your time in football? Ever? That's a big one. If you go back to the Dick Avocat squad of 99 and what have you, with the Dutch internationals, they have quite the same quality. Yeah, no, I just, I, th- I think it's a... You're right in what you're saying, but I just think this Rangers squad throughout is just so strong. So, so strong. I think the EFOS, they know what they're doing. They know their jobs, they know their position. As, as Stefan mentioned earlier, the, the club has got an identity. There's an EFOS. I, I just think they're a club where they're going y- the right y- way. Are you, you're perhaps meaning in, in relative terms, in comparison to everyone else, because obviously our football changed a bit. I mean, in the 90s, we, we would have had, Rangers would have had proper you know, European class. Mm-hmm. Right up there Whereas you probably couldn't say that now And that's not to take anything away from them It's just Things shifted a little bit Anyway Thanks again to Stefan It takes us up to tight Oh I'm looking forward to this Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football This show is wasted on the radio If you could see the look On the faces of Stephen McGowan And Chris Buck When I pressed the Beat the pundit music Honestly They are Dreading it That's the family friendly version Of what's going on in here And I remember this From previous experiences You two genuinely Dread this moment In the it's night It's just a you? source Of humiliation <laughs> Yeah So see when you t- Well not you Yourself Because you're too big for that aren't you? Yeah, I get someone When I get a text I get a text um, Saying Can you come on the show My heart is in my mouth <laughs> No I could talk rubbish For an hour and 55 minutes But see <laughs> this Beat the pundit I just hope it Just Goes in my oh, favour Oh brilliant I love this Right if you want to come And take advantage of these two It's 01419511025 And you need to get your call in Before 7 o'clock Beat the Pundit is next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Call Robert Accident Repair Why call your insurance? Let Robert take away the hassle There are now even more products Reduced in this sensational Harry Corry summer sale Prices are falling in every department with duvet sets from only $7.49, pillows from only $4.99 and curtain poles from just £8.99. The Harry Corrie sensational summer sale continues with even more products reduced. In-store or online at harrycorrie.com. Want a price comparison site with an online cheapest price guarantee? Give a little whistle to mustard.co.uk. For car or van insurance, see if you could save time, hassle and money with the experts you can trust at mustard.co.uk. Basic policies only. T's and C's exclusions apply. Summer is here. And after the year we've all had, our kids and us could really do with a lift. That's what getting to summer is all about. 
there are lots of free and discounted activities for kids and teens to enjoy to help boost their well-being, as well as tips and ideas for families to help you make the most of the summer holidays. To find out what's on in your local area, visit parentclub.scot summer. Don't miss the Tesco Mobile Summer Sale. Get the stunning iPhone 12 Pro 5G for speedy downloads and unlimited data for just £48.49 a month, saving you £450. Plus, get your iPhone in the same place you pick up your shopping. This is Supermarket Mobile. Pop in or search Tesco Mobile. Every little helps. Ends 15th of August. Save £12.50 a month. 5G limited coverage. 36-month credit and rolling monthly usual agreements with Tesco Mobile required. Subject to availability and status. Fair use policy applies. See tescomobile.com slash terms. Clyde One loves getting ready for the future with New College Lanarkshire. Take your place this August. They offer a huge range of courses that will help build your career. From engineering to dental nursing, sport and fitness to music and sound production. Be part of something special and see where they can take you. Head to mclanarkshire.ac.uk to see the full list of courses. Clyde One loves New College Lanarkshire. Find your future career with them. At Gala Bingo, we all know Scotland is an awesome place. Maybe that's because it has three official languages. 13% of the population are redheads. 89 Olympic medalists. And one unicorn. In 2020, you also won over 12 million pounds in prizes. So, come along and join the fun at galabingo.com. 18 plus, please play responsibly. Your home is your sanctuary, your safe space, your retreat from the rest of this crazy world. You only let people into your home who you trust. Trust a trader, understand this. That's why our tradespeople are all reliable, reputable and recommended. And before you book someone, you can discuss the job with them and read their reviews, giving you the reassurance that you and your home are in safe hands. You can always trust a trader. TrustTrader.com Go, 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 go to Stove Centre Glasgow. Home is where the hearth is. And with a wood burner from Stove Centre Glasgow, you'll have a warm, welcoming home. We're a HETAS approved retailer. And right now we've 20% off selected lines. Stove Centre Glasgow. Visit StoveCentreGlasgow.co.uk Play Clyde One on your smart speaker, mobile, and your radio across Glasgow and the West. This, this is Clyde One. The Scottish government's being told talk is cheap after another year of record drug death figures. You're 18 times more likely to die if you live in your poorest communities. That's why they're getting away with it. It's poor people don't vote. Campaigner Anne-Marie Ward there talking at a memorial in Glasgow this afternoon honouring those who've lost their lives or been impacted by drug use. There were more than 1,300 related fatalities last year, a record number for the seventh year running. Drugs Policy Minister Angela Constance agrees more must be done. Well, I understand the anger and the frustration and the heartbreak. We now have a new national mission. We have not done enough in the past. A man's facing a life sentence after murdering a man in Airdrie last year, just weeks after being freed from jail. Gerard McGinley was found guilty of stabbing 45-year-old Peter McElroy at the High Court in Glasgow. The 39-year-old will return to the dock next month. 
Tributes are being paid to a seventh person who's died after a string of tragedies in Scottish waters at the weekend. A man Sharma passed away in hospital after getting into trouble at Loch Lubnig in Stirlingshire last weekend. Kawaldeep Singh has set up a crowdfund to help his family mourn. His parents' last wish is that if we can send his body to them so at least they can see his face for last time. You can read about our Get Water Wise safety campaign on our website. Joanna Cherry's hitting out at the lack of support she's received from the SNP after getting threats from a man on Twitter earlier this year. 30-year-old Grant Cart's been ordered not to contact the MP for five years. The SNP says it's a welcome conviction for totally unacceptable behaviour. And Peter Kay fans have clamoured for tickets to see his return to the stage, selling out to shows at the Manchester Apollo next Saturday in half an hour. The comedian's barely been seen in public since cancelling all of his work in 2017, citing unforeseen family circumstances weather with the Clyde One app download it now and take us with you on the go dry and bright this evening clear overnight and lows of 14 that's the latest I'm Colette McGonagall tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Stephen McGowan and Chris Barker here It's 01419511025 It is the eve of a new season By this time tomorrow We'll have a fair set of results under our belt We'll be looking forward to Hearts against Celtic We'll be building up to the Sunday games So as things stand There's still plenty of time for you to get your calls in Give us all your aims, all your thoughts ahead of the new season Pick up that phone and let us know However, we're just going to quickly do this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Now, some of the pundits thrive on Beat the Pundit. The, the show-offs of the world, the Roger Hannas, the Andy Hallidays, the know-it-alls, they thrive on it. Then you get the other ones, the Keevans, the Wilsons, the DL, they, they just don't care. They, they'll, they'll, they'll take it on the chin, whatever happens. Chris Burke and Stephen McGowan are dreading this, absolutely dreading yeah. it. So let's see if James... In Bells Hill Can rub salt into the wounds How's it going James? You alright mate? Are you, are you looking forward to These two are nervous Surely yeah. you can take advantage Of one of them Ah hopefully Right I'll Who's he wanting? That's the thing Yeah who would you rather play Have you able to suss these two out yet? I'll take Chris Bott Oh I knew it <laughs> Makes <laughs> no. you feel better then Stephen <laughs> no, I, hate, I hate to tell you It's me even more dipped in confidence It's now. been tails every night this week right. And you're in the tails position It's oh, always heads to my left tails It's been tails every night right. So I'll try my best But here we go Oh, his head's tonight. Oh, Stephen McGowan. I think you've you've won you've won. I the did win the last one, go. but it was like a squaff penalty nah, in the last nah, minute. Nah, it's fine. Right, Stephen, I'm gonna give you some Clyde 2 to listen to just so that you can't hear us. Uh, James, pretty simple, it's just you and I for the meantime. I'm gonna put 30 seconds on this clock. Answer as many questions right as you can. And the secret is if you do not know it, just pass quickly and we'll move on, okay? Eight. Right, let's go. 30 seconds starts now. Who wore the number one shirt for Rangers immediately before Alan McGregor? Moved from Ross. Jackie McNamara joined Celtic from which Scottish club? Dunfermline. Name either player to have moved from Ross County to Inverness this summer. Pass. Who was the last Scotsman to manage St Mirren? Pass. Which English club did Phil Bardsley join Rangers from on loan in 2006? Pass. Okay, let's bring back 
Stephen McGowan Stephen can you hear us? Yeah I was enjoying Martin Kemp on Clyde Tourer with 80s concerts right, well, I'm going to ruin your night then yeah. I am no Martin Kemp Think I, so? I, I thought I got four Well don't, don't give it away just yet yeah, Listen we're all wise after the exactly. event Exactly yeah? Are you ready Stephen? Let's go Let's go Who wore the number one shirt for Rangers immediately before Alan McGregor? John McLaughlin Jackie McNamara joined Celtic from which Scottish club? Dunfermline Name either player to have moved from Ross County to Inverness this summer um, Mackay Who was the last Scotsman to manage St Mirren? Uh, Danny Lennon Which English club did Phil Bardsley join Rangers from on loan in 2006? So, Everton Which country, what country are Celtic's next European opponents based in? Czech Republic Okay, okay, okay. How do you think that went, James? Ah, uh, he's won, I think. Do you think so? I, thought it was I pretty, think so, very close. What I have noticed about Stephen McGowan... And I'm, too I'm, long, just, I'm just, just going to slaughter his performances right. here. I, it's just the nerves. It definitely is. I think you fall into that trap of panic. And I, 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 you know Wes Fotheringham was the last number one before Alan McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. But when it's the pressure... But, but, and it's but the you see, that question, question was unclear because that's, is it a permanent guy or is it a guy who's last in goals? <laughs> nah, it's the number one, the squad I was thinking Wes Fotheringham, but then I thought, well... Anyway... James got it 1-0 to James Jackie McNamara joined Celtic from Dunfermline You both got that So 2-1 to James Billy Mackay has moved From Ross County to Inverness Alongside Michael Gardine So you pulled level 2 all. Who was the last Scotsman to manage St Mirren? Chris who would you have gone for? That's the one I got wrong Jack Ross Jack Ross Which English club did Phil Bardsley Join Rangers from on loan in 2006? Chris? That's Man U Man United Played them First answer was So you're level at this point <clears throat> And then Stephen got to one final question What country are Celtic's next European opponents based in And it is the Czech Republic It's a last minute winner For oh, Stephen again. McGowan oh, Hard lines James Ah cheers Good man Love that you, was James, James and Bell Hill Well done Stephen What did they say Winning ugly Sign of champions <laughs> But what <laughs> did they get How many 3-2 Who got uh-huh. two? Oh, Someone only got two last night Who did it last night uh, uh, only one, two, one. Well, Gordon lost last night, did he not? Well, they only get one now. Yeah. I don't just win. I've got everything about me is ugly. <laughs> not so, at all. They all count. Three for Stephen McGowan, two for James and Bells Hill, and there we are. The sign ball stays here. That's what we're looking. We, honestly, the the budget got blown last season. <laughs> we were giving away all sorts. Let's see what we can do. And I think that's even more glory. You've clinched it. I know, but wait. But I won't sleep tonight because I was for it. Man United as well. No, I was no, going to no, say no, Man United. No, this, this, do, do, do what these guys do. Do, do what these guys do. They just they remember yeah. the thirty yard screamer. They don't remember the, the other mistakes that they made. You know, they always say, "Don't get too high when you win. Don't get ah, too low when you lose." Exactly. But you've also you've clinched it for the pundits. It was two two versus the listeners for this week going into tonight and you've just sealed it for the pundits yeah. a 3 2 win. Time for Sive Toeport from six inches. There we go. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five on the phones or Twitter at Clyde S S B. Let us know how you're feeling ahead of the new season. It would be nice to hear from fans of of all clubs because like I said, this this is the time when you can dream big and maybe it all goes out the window by five o'clock tomorrow and you change your mind. Uh, but this is the time you can get your thoughts in and all your dreams Ahead of the new campaign Still lots to be done in the transfer market of course European football is bubbling away So no shortage of talking points At the moment Andy is a Rangers fan How would you sum up your feelings on the eve of a new season Andy? How you doing guys? First of all good to have you back for all the series again Thank you. Uh, No I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it I said I think I was saying to Ross here uh, We look in a good place you know, A really good place uh, And even you get 
good to see Catty again about a time. The boy Sakala, I mean, how much confidence he going to get scoring a goal against Real Madrid his first game for Rangers? Hitting scoring. I mean, the squad just looks so strong. And I heard Stephen Gerrard saying that Ryan Jack's going to be back. No, I just, uh, I, I'm going for the treble this season. I think we could win the treble. I really do. I know, I know there are other boys said it earlier on, but I just think as long as we, we did let ourselves down a couple of times last season in the, in the cup games, but I just think Stephen Gerrard will just be going up. Did, 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 did last season did, did it show though Andy how, how tough it can be t- To win trebles Because Rangers were much better Than everyone last season the, the league shows that The league table doesn't lie It's one of the greatest Or most relevant cliches Rangers were much better Than everyone But just You know Just the, the 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 kind of random nature Sometimes of a 90 minute cup game It can be tough To, to be together In every game In every competition well, exactly. I, I, I sort of saying, but I think the players, Stevie here and Gary McAllister, all of them all going, no, okay, we won the league, but we need to be playing, you know, that kind of football we did play when we did play really, really well. We needed that kind of, you know, every game, you know, uh, that's just the way, I mean, it, it's hard, but I mean, to I mean, one niner, and you've done it, they've done it. So to get the players, to get it in their mind, going, this is what we need to be doing season after season after season. Especially in Europe as well. I mean, really, hopefully, we'll go to progress in Europe. Because Steve, every year we'll get better and better. So I'm hoping this year we're, we're definitely going to qualify uh, for the Champions League. The opening day of the season, Chris, it's quite fascinating psychologically, isn't it? Because it's listening to, to the fans and to, to us, to everybody, really, it's unthinkable that Rangers don't win tomorrow. Can you mm-hmm. imagine all the hype, all the build up? <laughs> we're going for the treble. You somehow don't win tomorrow You can still recover from that And win of course you can Like it's, it's a long old season Like we say The 38 games in the league Does it feel like There's an extra importance When you're a player there And it's the opening game Is there, is there that 1% extra That you think we, we need to get off to a good start You would always love To get off to a good start I think it's important It's imperative that you do You know They're at home as well um, They're playing against A team that Obviously their favourites To beat but you never say never, you know, Livingston, oh, to respect them, you know, they have been top six the last two seasons, but everybody can't look past Rangers. I think, again, it might put a little bit more pressure on the first game of the season where Rangers kick off early and then Celtic look and see the result that Rangers have got the three points, which then is a little bit more added pressure onto them. And before you know it, you know, if they drop points, um, Celtic could be two points clear or three points clear in the league. But you're right in saying it's a long time to go, Gordon. A long time. It's only one game mm-hmm. into the into the new season. Um, I think the new dynamic will be, you know, Rangers fans back in the ground, a lot of them. You know, at 20 minutes gone, if Livingston can contain them mm-hmm. um, in that deep block, then how do they then react to that? Because as much as there's a physical and a technical fitness... There's a mental fitness in that as well. This is not this is not just Rangers, Stephen. It is going to be interesting to see the yeah. impact of fans back. There are various players in, in our league who've never played in, in front of yeah. fans before. Um, I, I've brought it up a few times this week because I, I found it quite funny and alarming in equal measure. I went to the, the Motherwell Lannan game at the weekend in the cup, and genuinely, after twenty minutes. <laughs> Mothers were sort of passing it about at the back. I think it went backwards, and there was booing. There, there get was, it up, bo- the pitch. There, there was booing after twenty minutes. You know, everyone says we're desperate to get back. We'll never take football for granted again. You will have our unconditional support. And after twenty minutes, because it was nil nil and the ball went backwards, uh, there were a few grumbles. But 
The, yeah. di- the, di- the, God, the dynamic, as the word Chris used, is perfect. It will be fascinating because not just Rangers, but you think back to players who used to have their mental fitness question. People used to ask it about James Tavernier, about Conor Goldson to some degree. And they responded so well to the pressure last year. Was a part of that, not just with Rangers, but with all the clubs, were they affected by the absence of fans? We will find that out. I was saying to Chris, I do remember one game last season at Ibrox of Rangers won 1-0 against Kilmarnock. And it was one of those ones where you're sitting, going into the last 10 minutes with just 1-0, and you're thinking, if there were 50,000 fans in here, in the circumstances, they'd be really nervous. Yeah. Understandably. And that is going to be a really interesting narrative of this season. How do players react to the fans being back? You'll be looking forward to it, Chris, because I know you've spoken many times on this show that, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you, you, I wouldn't say struggled, but you just, yeah. you thought it was so different last season. Was. You, you really disliked it. It's horrible. It. I, I, uh, the fans would agree with that as well, watching it in the, in the TV screen, in the live stream, um, through their, their own website or whatever. It was it was, it was was bleak. Um, it was a long, long season, tiring mentally. Um the only ones that obviously probably benefit benefit from it in the sense of you know being happy as Rangers because they got to win the title. Um, but now that fans are back, it's great. It just gives new excitement. Um, but if, uh, as much as I'm saying, you know, can Rangers cope with the mental pressure of 20 minutes into the game and it's nil nil? I don't think Steven Gerrard will accept that anyway. In the sense of, I think he's already drained that into them. Um, he's given that and given that information and prepared for that. Um, as best as they can even though fans haven't been in I think they've got enough creativity in the final end of the pitch to score goals and no matter if it's 20 minutes at 0-0 I think eventually you know Rangers will score um, and in the, obviously in the counter-attack with Livingston you've seen it last year um, Rangers defence was was mm. astonishing to, to see Thank you very much Andy Let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu Of course Celtic begin their season tomorrow night It's a late one at Tynecastle. Castle Irrespective Even if we had a one the other night My view wouldn't have changed We need to get off to um, A really positive start Both with performance and result um, <coughs> Everyone obviously will focus on the result But for me equally important We've just got to You know Put in a strong performance um, For us um, You know The league is you know where we can make the biggest impact over the course of a season, and um, you know that's where we need to be strong right from the first game. It won't be an easy one away at Hearts, and um, you know a good challenge for us. But absolutely, we need to get off to a strong start in performance and in results. Jerry is a Celtic fan on the line. How do you feel as a Celtic fan ahead of the the new season, Jerry? Hi, Gordon. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm not really that excited. I feel sorry for Ange. I think, you know, he's a, he's a genuine guy. I think most Celtic fans are 100% behind him and want him to be successful. But I think he's been sold a dummy in terms of what he expected. I think he was expecting a thoroughly modern, professional uh, European club um, with everything in place to be a success. But it, it's just not what is there. Um, it's, it's like Stephen McGowan still there. Sorry, I haven't made the catch the whole show. Yes, he's here, yep. Stephen, I read your article today. I thought it was absolutely brilliant uh, to what you wrote about um, everything that's happened over the last few Absolutely. years. Um, ultimately, I think, I don't know if this is your opinion, but this has to be on Dermot Desmond. And, and this is a bigger question, really. What does Dermot Desmond want from Celtic? Does he want us to be a Champions League club? Because we failed miserably to do that over the last four years. Um, it's not in terms of a lack of investment. You look at 